Aloha and welcome to HMA Connect, the new podcast program of the Hawaii Medical Association. Established in 1856, HMA is dedicated to serving physicians, their patients, and the community. Today's episode is an interview with Dr. Kim Ann Nguyen, President and CEO of the Blood Bank of Hawaii. Dr. Nguyen has been with the Blood Bank of Hawaii since 2013. Her career in the blood bank industry spans over 17 years, where she has actively participated and has held leadership roles in regional and national transfusion medicine professional organizations. She is also an assistant clinical professor in the Department of Pathology at the University of Hawaii's John A. Burns School of Medicine. Thank you very much, Dr. Wynn, for making time today to have a conversation with HMA Connect. We're really excited to learn about you and learn about the important work of the Hawaii Blood Bank. Thank you for having me. Um, We're going to have a great time together. (laughs) I look forward to it. As we begin, would you please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and the position that you have at the Blood Bank, how long you've been here? Great. So uh, I'm the president and CEO of Blood Bank of Hawaii. I started February of 2013, so almost 10 years. And uh, I tell people all the time, coming to the Blood Bank of Hawaii was one of the best professional decisions I've ever made. Well, we're definitely going to want to pursue that a little bit further in a moment. So glad to hear that. Before getting to that, though, what led you to pursue a career in medicine? I mean, it's such a challenging field these days. We hear a lot of physicians are struggling with burnout. What led you into the field? So, interesting story. I always wanted to be a scientist since I was a really young kid. And it wasn't because of my parents. Neither of my parents had had a college education. And so uh, it wasn't outsiders saying, you know, you need to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever. I just thought it was fascinating. And what more fascinating area to pursue knowledge and to figure things out than about the human body. And for me, medicine was just a natural outgrowth, a very practical and fascinating place to explore as a scientist. So That's why after college, I decided to get my MD and my PhD together. And then once I finished school, I had the opportunity to decide what area of of medicine I wanted to go into. That's how I ended up in pathology. I almost became a pediatrician. All my best friends in med school are pediatricians. They're the nicest doctors, really. And so I almost became a pediatrician, but the lab bug caught me, bit me, I was caught, and so I decided that pathology would give me the, the best access to, to become a lab rat and, and still have my toe in helping people. I think a lot of people are familiar with pediatrics, and I know our pediatricians are going to be very happy to hear about your love for that field. Tell our listeners a little bit more, though, about pathology moment. Yeah, so pathology, most of us uh, older members remember um, the old pathologist, Jack Klugman, and uh, younger people will remember CSI. 
they remember or know of a part of pathology that's just very small and that's forensics, right? Um, but the bulk of pathology also includes those of us that give the final diagnosis. So doctors that take care of us and treat us, they have a diagnosis that they think uh, is what's going on. But when we go to surgery and we have a part of our body removed or repaired, doctors themselves want to know what's the final answer. And the role of the pathologist is often to give that final answer. So those of us who go into pathology, we really want to know the final answer. There's a separate part of pathology that runs all of the laboratories. So all the COVID testing, your cholesterol tests, uh, all of that test. We have thousands of tests from basic drug tests for DUIs to now high-level genetic testing. It's so specialized, you might wonder, who sets those tests up? Who makes sure that the diagnosis and the answer is appropriate for me? That's our role. And that kind of explains the connection, of course, with the Blood Bank of Hawaii. So let's go back to that. You said this is like the best decision that you made? The best. Why? So my career really took several turns. And uh, I say it's completely okay not to know what you want to be when you grow up. So I first started out being a lab rat and doing research. And after I finished my residency, I asked myself, what part of pathology do I really want to specialize in? And blood banking was the one that was the most direct and directly related to treatment. It's the only lab where we actually are the treatment because blood is the treatment. It's the therapy. And I love that. And so I decided to further my career. And for 12 years, I was in San Francisco as the medical director of the blood bank. And after 12 years, uh, I had the opportunity to come look at Hawaii and look at Hawaii's blood bank. And I was so happy where I was. But Mark, I think three things. This was an opportunity for me to move from a medical career to a leadership career. Second, when I looked at this community, I realized one thing. This community supports its nonprofits. This community is a community that directly supports the blood supply and the blood bank. And it's so clear. And then finally, the community leaders, that is our board of trustees, volunteer, volunteer to help me provide uh, and meet the mission of the blood bank. So in a word, it's Hawaii as a community. It's my opportunities here. It's how this community supports the blood supply and the blood bank and how community leaders support me to support the community. What an awesome answer, and we are so blessed to have someone like you here in that kind of leadership with your background. Oh, thank you. I, I, I feel blessed. And it's hard to believe it's been 10 years, Mark. We've come a long way. I'm so excited. There's so much more to do, and we've got a bright future ahead. Well, that's a perfect segue to my next question, and that is, as you look back at your almost 10 years of leadership here, 
What are some of the highlights, major accomplishments? We've done so much here. So let me give you some examples. When I first came, we did a great job. We provided the blood that all of our hospitals, we are the sole providers for every hospital, to do what they needed to do in a very good basic way. But the pace of medicine travels and, ex and evolves fast. And we needed to evolve faster to keep up with the pace of medicine. So the first thing we did was bring technology and automation. Most donors, if you've donated blood, it used to be you came to a blood drive and you donated a pint of blood. Then we took that pint and did everything manually by hand back in the blood bank here. Since 2013, we have brought machines, automated collection, like a dialysis machine on uh, almost every blood mobile to the neighbor islands. And so now all of our platelet donations are on a machine. 10 to 15% of our whole blood donations are actually on a machine. And so what these machines allow us to do is better tailor the blood uh, that is donated with what our patients need is today. So if you're the universal, if you're ONEG, the universal red cell donor, and we know that Queens uh, has traumas, we're going to use our machine to collect two doses from each donation, if you're ONEG. If you're the universal plasma type, AB, and we know that Straub, our burn center, or the liver transplant team needs plasma, we're going to have you donate on a plasma machine. So we can take up to four units of plasma and return your red cells to you all safely. What a great way. And all of that is done right at your bedside as you donate. You can watch it being done. All the stuff that we used to do back here is done right at your bedside. And it better tailors your donor, you as a donor, your blood type with what our patients need today. This is so amazing because the last time I gave blood was back in like 1980. And because, as I mentioned to you, I lived in Europe for eight years, I was not qualified, you know, acceptable as a blood donor. So I had lost touch with how all the technology worked. And now to hear this, this is amazing. And, you know, when I was looking at some of the literature that was sent to me ahead of time, I, I did not realize that all this technology had become so important and was so impactful on helping patients and physicians and hospitals. So thank you for explaining that. I will say this, we couldn't have done it without number one, our donors. Donating on a machine takes a little bit more time. And it's scary because I have to cozy up to a machine. It really does take a commitment from our donors. And when I first came, some of our team members said, you know, Dr. Nguyen, I, I don't think our donors are going to say yes. It's more time, it's more commitment. Time and time again, our donors, when asked, say yes. Very few donors say no. And so the number one thing I want to say today is thank you to each and every donor for saying yes. Thank you so much for, for doing that. I think gratitude is so important. And, you know, just coming into the office today, everyone was very warm and welcoming. And yes, I saw the high tech downstairs, but what I felt first was the human warmth. 
we don't see a lot of patients here at the Blood Bank of Hawaii. We see healthy people from the community, and we don't pay our blood donors. It's all out of the altruism uh, that's in their hearts. And so uh, the only way that this continues is to be appreciative and to tell people the impact they make. You can't get more personal than to say, I give my blood. It goes into someone's blood stream and stays there for 120 days. I don't have to be rich. I don't have to have money. All I have to do is say yes. So Dr. Wen, as you look at the past and you mentioned the future, what do you see as the changing priorities or the future priorities of the Blood Bank of Hawaii? There's so much more to do. And um, I think the pandemic uh, accelerated our understanding of what's being asked of us and also what we can do. So never in a million years would I have thought that by bringing these machines so that we can donate universal plasma, the very next year we would be hit by a pandemic where in the beginning there was no treatment and the only opportunity for life-saving was convalescent plasma. Having these machines in place allowed us to jump on convalescent plasma. So when doctors from our hospitals came to us and said, Dr. Nguyen, can you do this? Our patients are dying. I could say yes. And because we had that technology in place, Mark, we implemented in just 13 days. Just wow. 13 days. So where do we think we can go in the future? Well, I think the latest thing is what we call cell therapy. So now we know, some people may have heard of CAR T-cells. It's chimeric antigen receptor T-cells for leukemia uh, and lymphomas. Well, CAR T-cells take white cells, uh, immune cells from a patient, take it to a laboratory, genetically engineer them, and give them back to the patient to fight against their leukemia or their cancer. They have to, these cells have to be collected. And the very machines that are used to collect these cells and the technology and the know-how, we already know because we use machines to collect platelets. So I think the next, uh, the next horizon for Blood Bank of Hawaii is um, immune cell collection. A second thing which is totally unrelated is what we all know in Hawaii, which is a critical need for medical personnel. We don't have enough doctors. We don't have enough nurses. And guess what? We don't have enough phlebotomists to collect blood. We don't have enough medical technologists. So one of the things that we now understand is Blood Bank of Hawaii has a role to play in medical workforce development. So what we have been doing is we have been taking some of our wonderful college graduates who start their jobs working here as regular techs and we've actually gotten them to go to online schools and gotten them to advance and get their med tech certifications. Some of them have gone out now and they work at our hospital, clin labs, our own laboratory. That's an example of how we now can not only provide blood, but we can actually train and provide 
professionals to serve in the allied health professions. I have to say this is really exciting because on the one hand you're expanding your therapeutic interventions and options for people in a way that I think a few years ago no one would have even thought possible. And on the other hand, workforce development, addressing such a need here in Hawaii, that is inspiring and we certainly need to hear more about that. Well. It's making lemonade out of lemons. Mark, we don't have enough phlebotomists for our own needs. We definitely don't have enough medical technologists for our own needs. But instead of complaining about it, um, we got to become part of the solutions. And since we're at HMA, I will say Blood Bank of Hawaii can't do it alone. Every organization, all the hospitals, the clinical labs, the School of Medicine, UH, Blood Bank, we have to band together and ask, how can we partner to produce and grow more allied health professionals? Because we know this, we can't buy them from the mainland. That's not sustainable. There's none to rent, so we've got to grow them. Our listeners are the medical community, healthcare professionals, and also the community at large. So Specifically, what can the medical community do to help collaborate and help the impact of the blood bank be even greater? And what can the larger community do as well? Such a great question. I would say this. If you are a medical professional, if you're a nurse, many times you talk to patients and their families. You're hanging the blood. Mention to the patient So I hope you know, did you know that somebody from your community, our community, volunteered and donated this blood? Think about that and consider paying it back. So many patients have family members who feel powerless. While they're waiting, if you're a nurse or or a doctor or an allied health professional, consider talking to them. Um, I know you feel like there's nothing you can do. There is something you can do. Why don't you donate blood? Donate in member of your father, husband, grandma, um, and, and replenish the blood that your loved one is using. That works wonders, and it, it makes an impact. I think the second thing is, if you're a teacher, think about allied health professions. Think about medical technologists, phlebotomists. And if you teach high school, or, or any level of school, tell your students, hey, I heard about this new thing. Medtechs, phlebotomists, people who draw blood, sounds like Hawaii needs some more. You should look into this as a profession. We go to almost all high schools to draw blood. So if you're a teacher and your students are, are um, donating blood at a blood drive, ask us, ask me, ask our phlebotomists, do you have jobs open? How do I become a phlebotomist? You know, I think community members sometimes want to know, how long does it take to donate blood? What, what does the process kind of look like? Actually, I'm kind of interested personally, like I said, since I haven't done it since 1980. Yeah, but. great question. It's easier than ever. So first, you can make an appointment all online. You don't have to phone anybody or see anyone. BBH, that's Blood Bank Hawaii, bbh.org. You can find out where we're gonna be in your, in, in your neighborhood and uh, make an appointment online. Go on to our website. If you wanna ask, do, am I eligible? On our website, 
uh, there's a whole section about our eligibility criteria. So that's number one. Number two, prepare. Go on the website, it says how to prepare. Make sure that you're very well hydrated prior and um, come in. We will register you, ask you some questions. Um, you're gonna sit down and maybe for about 10 minutes fill out a questionnaire about your health. Then for another five to 10 minutes, we're going to review your questions Take a very quick physical, so your blood pressure, heart rate, temperature, make sure that it's safe for you. Um, we're gonna prick your finger and uh, make sure that your hemoglobin is high enough for you to donate. And then if you're donating whole blood, the whole, whole blood needle in, needle out, under 20 minutes, usually under 10 minutes. And then you get to have uh, refreshments and then you're out, usually within an hour. What a great community gift that people can make. I'm, I'm going to say this. Donors report that they're sometimes nervous before the needle goes in, but that feeling as they're taking the refreshment of where this blood is going to go, it's kind of a euphoric high. And actually, there are studies that have shown that um, altruism and altruistic behaviors stimulate the production of endorphins kind of like a runner's high. And I'd rather so, give blood than run. <laughs> me too. But, you know, what I will say is it really does change our brains. Altruism and helping other people not only change others, but it changes me for the better. You know, Dr. Wen, in looking at your background and listening to you share today, I mean, what, a, what an incredible personal commitment, personal history, professional history. I'm always curious uh, with someone, you know, with your experience, looking back, what would you tell your younger self? I think take it easy. <laughs> It'll work out. Don't stress. Don't worry about where you're going to be headed. And say yes when the opportunity knocks because if you follow your heart and you work really hard, things have a way of working out. And if you always have as your true north, how can I contribute to the universe, to the world, to my community, it'll work out. Well, thank you, Dr. Wynn. I think that's a great way to bring our conversation to a close. We're very grateful to the work that the Blood Bank of Hawaii brings to our community very grateful for your leadership. Thank you. Appreciate it. And don't forget, bbh.org. bbh.org. Thank you for listening to HMA Connect. To learn more about the Hawaii Medical Association and future podcasts, please visit hawaiimedicalassociation.org.